<laughs> well, so I never thought I would say these specific words in this specific order, but I really wish that I had like a latex mold of your face <laughs> that I could put on for this intro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so I could just have the ears yeah, like, the I'm ears almost Britney, but, but not really. Not <laughs> yeah. Get the voice on about horror movies so bad they're good and this week why kevin williamson is a little bit of a plagiarist <laughs> maybe <laughs> possibly yeah they're definitely inspired there's there's yeah. some inspiration here i wouldn't call it plagiarism as much as all films are in conversation with one another but it's for there are some similarities for sure There's a lot of similarities i'm Brittany, and i'm hallie and we're back from the dead like your favorite slasher. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the uh, understanding with the unexpected break. Uh, mm. For those of you who listen out there, like all 12 of you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all 12 uh, of you German fans who, are, who continue to come back to the podcast. <laughs> Um, yeah, balancing everything in my life just kind of got, like, out of control, and I lost the ability to, be, to like, be funny for a month. Um, yeah. But I'm back! Yay! <laughs> Welcome Yay! back to the world! <laughs> um, and we are back with, like, truly what I consider a hidden gem of a movie. Mm-hmm. 1991's Popcorn. Yeah. This... Uh, this movie is, like, as old as I am, basically. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and let's briefly say kudos to the uh, Google indexing for really nailing it because I was like, it's going to be very difficult to type in popcorn movie and, like, get the correct result that you're looking for, but it was the first thing it. that popped up. Nice. So, good job, search engine. <laughs> um. So... First off, I want to give background on how I found out about this movie in the yeah. first place. Um, it is readily available on YouTube for your viewing pleasure, listeners. Mm-hmm. But I had never heard of this film um, until um, I went to Black Lodge, which I've mentioned in this podcast before that I live in Memphis. But um, we have like one of the last... like standing physical rental places in America Mm -hmm. and I'm a member there and I go there pretty frequently and that's how I find movies like popcorn and another movie that I will force onto this podcast called Spookies (laughs) but (laughs) oh Spookies is a 
spooky is is doozy. Um, yeah. But every time um, my partner Daniel comes to visit me, we go to pick out movies, and the cover of this one caught my eye because it's like a skeleton holding a face. <laughs> <laughs> and when we're checking out, the guy who owns the place was like, oh yeah, this one's fun if you've never seen it before. And I was like, cool, dude. Um, and he also warned us that one of the other movies we got was three hours long, um, and we did not get to that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Daniel and I get home and decide to watch one of the four movies we got, and we decide on this one first, and I take it out of, like, the little brown envelope they give it to you, and I, like, shit you not, it is, like, a burned DVD, oh. like, with with popcorn <laughs> about to watch but we were actually pleasantly surprised do you have a dvd player or did you slide that bitch into your computer i have a dvd player okay i was gonna say because i'd be like dude this has so many viruses on it and i'm about to put it into my computer (laughs) 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 um but yeah i would i will say that this was like a fun fine Mm. and it's honestly like it's like a proto-Scream. It's like if Scream 2 and Scream 3 had a baby with some sprinklings of the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not as meta as like the Scream franchise or like New Nightmare. But it's definitely kind of like laying the groundwork for that. Yeah, it's definitely more Scream 2 than Scream 1 because they're you yeah. know, in film school. They and then there's cool. some meta stuff, and then there's like some paranormal activity lore in there about like a fire and shit. Oh, so. we'll get to all of it. Okay. Um, but like, I will have to say that like I do feel that Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson like both had to have seen this movie and were yeah. like, hmm. Yeah, I thought you were going to say how I found this was, like, Googling, what does Kevin Williamson jerk off to? (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? It could be a bootleg copy of this DVD that he gets from his local fucking rental place. For all I know. Maybe Kevin Williamson made that, and he mailed it to all of the still remaining physical video rental stores in America, and that's how it came to you. I'm going to choose to believe that. All right. Uh, So, um, some background on the film. First off, and this explained a lot to me when I found this out, Mm -hmm. the movie was filmed in Jamaica. <laughs> Which I like, I saw that and I was just like, oh, that explains the music choice because I was like, the whole movie, I was just like, this is so just totally different. So that does make a lot of sense. In my notes, I have the thing that this movie has going for it is it has more black people than the entire Scream franchise. But now I know why that is. 
Okay. Uh, wow. Yeah. All right. Um. So, spoiler: reggae is heavily featured in this film. <laughs> so it's also like w- at least one eighth responsible for I still know what you did last summer. <laughs> this is <laughs> Kevin Williamson is involved in this no. movie still existing. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this this is Kevin Williamson's possessor. Like, there's some. Something's gonna happen to our lives now that we've seen <laughs> I wonder if, like, I don't know if Kevin Williamson went to film school or if the person who made this movie went to film school, but, like, maybe they were in the same screenwriting class or something like that, and, and then they, like, you know, later made similar things from a student project. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I should have looked in to see if there was any connection to Mark Harrier. And I'm kind of surprised you didn't go down like a research rabbit hole like trying to connect them. If I had more time, I would have. Yeah. Um, but Mark Harrier is best known for being in the Porky's movies, which are kind of like the American Pies of the 80s. Ooh. Yeah, and this is his like direct this his only film he directed. Um, oh, I don't think it's bad enough to warrant being his only film. Somebody give him no. another IP. Yeah, well, and it was written by Alan Ormsby, and both of these people worked with Bob Clark, who okay. directed the Porky's films, but probably, like, most notably made A Christmas Story. Oh. Um, which I think you can kind of see that a little bit in this film. Like, Can you? Like, can you see that? <laughs> Maybe you can see it. I didn't see it, but I've also not seen a Christmas story like that frequently, to be fair. I mean, I have seen that movie far too much because um, my dad loves that movie. My whole family, dad's like the family loves that movie. And I've just like seen it far too many times. Mm -hmm. Like more than one human really should probably. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so maybe I'm extrapolating a little bit here, but we'll, we're just gonna go with it. But... So a Christmas story is your version for me. It would be <laughs> Jack Frost with Michael Keaton, <laughs> which I've seen a lot of times <laughs> because my family loves that movie. Yeah, I... I'm sort of ashamed at how many lines of a Christmas story I could probably just, like, recite verbatim. Yeah. Um, so, many of the actors and actresses here aren't noteworthy, honestly. Um, but yeah. Tony Roberts, who plays the professor, was in a bunch of Woody Allen films. Uh, <laughs> gross. And Tom Villiard, who mm-hmm. plays Toby was one of the few actors in the early 90s to publicly talk about being homosexual and living with AIDS. Oh, really? I've seen him, I feel like, in a yeah, lot of shit. Like, in, he used he to was, work a lot. He did. He was in, like, My Girl and a bunch of yes. other stuff. And then, like, he, like, publicly... He actually went on Entertainment Tonight and, like, was like, I'm living with AIDS. Wow. And then they all and promptly, like, skittered away. Like, he was... Yeah, <laughs> that changed his career. Oh, uh, did it really? Yeah. Because I, I was thinking, I was shortly, like, I wonder shortly. if he works anymore. He's dead. 
Okay, well, then he's not working anymore. Yeah, he he died of AIDS-related pneumonia um, in 1994. Oh, my God. Um, That's so so tragic. Three three years after this film was made. So, But he he was very vocal and, like, in talking about that and trying to get that out in the public sphere, so... Yeah, good for him. I mean, that sucks. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a tragic period in history yeah um but let's get to popcorn all right all right um so we start by seeing the dream of film student maggie butler Mm -hmm. which is honestly just a creepy bonnie tyler video yeah the opening Um, dream i was like (laughs) i think the reason why i've seen think i've seen it before mm -hmm. is that it was just like a really weird are you afraid of the dark episode (laughs) i was like what's going on (laughs) yeah i think like daniel at one point said that this had like a goosebumps feel yeah they are correct yeah (laughs) Yeah. they are very correct um but yeah there's this illuminated little girl um being like running away from this severed head on a table. <laughs> and if you uh, if you know the tune to Total Eclipse of the Heart, I have a duet for us, Allie. Once upon a time we were falling apart. <laughs> we're falling in love and now we're only falling apart. That song? Do, do you know the, yeah, the verses? Uh, no, I think um, that's all that I know. Um, and I need you to Yeah, I kind of know it. <laughs> Like, if I were to go turn around, would you know how that goes? Bright eyes! Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Well, <coughs> All right. Let's do it. Um, I just need you to say, uh, turn around. Oh, it's my turn to say turn around? Yeah. Or I, Okay, are you ready? Unless, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. You folks. have to do it. <laughs> are we ready? Turn around. <laughs> I hid behind my notes afterwards. <laughs> oh, this is my singing take debut. Take. take it seriously. <laughs> okay, I'm take it seriously. All right. Okay. All right. Ready? I already did it. Go. No, you can. No, I got. I got to. I got to go again. All right. Take two. Take two. Ready? <clears throat> yeah. Turn around. Every night I sleep and there's this head on this table <laughs> this really weird dream. Is there more? Do I have to say it again? Yeah. <laughs> Turn around. Every night I run from the fire and flames and the sever head is calling me. Turn around. I don't know how many times I've said it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Our, our, our Grammy is dropping very soon. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, that was fun. That um, was fun. But, but, yeah, so she's having her Bonnie Tyler um, music video moment yeah. as we open this movie. She apparently actually fell asleep during the filming of this. That was in the trivia. Which, <laughs> which is extra funny for my note then because I said is this Rooney Mara? <laughs> she looks so much like Rooney Mara. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you listen to horror queers but they don't love her especially in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake and they call her Snoozy Mara. 
<laughs> so it was, it was in fact Snoozy Mara. That's funny. It was in fact, yeah. Um, anyway, so she wakes up and records her dream on a tape recorder a la Agent Cooper. Um, and then her mom, Suzanne, receives a call in which <laughs> someone asks her... Do you remember what the ninth circle of hell was for? Which, like, is only terrifying to lit majors? I was just gonna say that. I was like, this is a really specific thing. And it took me right back to comprehensive exams. I was like, oh man, I don't remember enough about the inferno. Do you know who the ninth circle of hell is for? I have it in my notes to look it up, but I did not. Do you happen um, to it, know? I mean, it's later revealed that it's for tra- like traitors and those who betray trust, but it's like oh, okay. the frozen, <laughs> it's the frozen lake that's frozen because of the flapping of Satan's wings. I'm not going to lie that nowadays, now that I'm so far removed from my literature undergrad degree, that the majority of my knowledge about Dante comes from the film As Above, So Below. (laughs) 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 So that's going to be on the podcast at some point. Um... But yeah, it's no what's what's your favorite scary movie. (laughs) Yeah, no, but I do see like the, the parallel there. But, like, I, it makes me wonder, like, what other things you could pull from literature out of context to prank call someone to sound ominous. Like, when you could be like, which way I fly is hell. Myself <laughs> and hell. <laughs> Click. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um. Anyway, she goes to class um, with some, like peppy 90s beat speaking of 90s things we did not touch on the title card i do want to touch on it because it is super nostalgic for me and makes me think of the regal cinema like roller coaster intro yeah like really (laughs) like that's that's where i go back to when i see it yeah it just reminds me of that like you know, the Dixie cup pattern that now is like on all clothing, <laughs> like Gen Z is doing the 90s thing again. So it's yeah. everywhere. But yeah, it is very, very 90s. Very but it was 90s. good. It was like a pretty decent version of that. Yeah. Um. So she's going to class with her 90s bops and she runs into her boyfriend, Mark, who is really horny. And Maggie is just like, I just need to focus on my work right now. And yeah. points out that any sex with Mark isn't safe. <laughs> she's like, it's the era of safe sex and any sex with you is not safe. And I was like, say more about that. <laughs> like, how so? How what is he doing to you? Yeah. Maggie is sassy in this film several yeah. times, and I like it, even if she does kind of look like the same generic Winona Ryder-esque girl that was cast in, like, every horror movie at yeah. this time. Yeah, yeah. Do you know if she ever did anything else? I do know that before she was in this, she was in a movie of The Phantom of the Opera. Not the movie, but it does make sense with her performance, I feel. She's like, she just goes to her agent and is like, I only want to play parts about the theater. (laughs) 
And I'm like, okay, I have a version of the Phantom of the Opera and also this film, which is sort of similar to that. It, has, it, it does have Phantom vibes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. She just wants to be Chris, Christine Dahi like the whole time. Yeah. Um, but um, we get some like film banter um, in film class. Um, God, in another world, I went to film school. Every time I see film yeah. school scenes, I'm like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd probably hate it if I was there. Like, I, that's just kind of, yeah. yeah. Well, we've had that discussion before. <laughs> you're like, I'm really interested in this thing. And then you get there and you're like, not anymore. <laughs> Never mind. Um, I'm done with it. <laughs> yay. ADHD is fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, I like some of the comments that are going on here. Um, I like the comment about uh, Ingmar Bergman's uh, smorgasbord. Um, I didn't get any of the references, but I was like, I love a quippy dialogue scene, so I'm here. It, it is it is quippy dialogue, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but surprise, the arts are getting cut at this university. <laughs> yep. Um, and Maggie's classmate, Toby... D'Amato. Yes, he does have a last name, apparently. Um, I found it. Isn't D'Amato an olive brand? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Tony (laughs) Piccadillo. But he has an idea to save the film program with an all-night horror movie marathon. Um, which legitimately sounds fun, and the whole, but like the whole class gives him shit for it until the professor is like, "Oh, we'll also fund your shitty student films with any funds left over." And then they're like, "Hell yeah, let's do it!" Yeah. At one point, he's like, "You guys are the future writers and directors of American cinema," and I was like, "You guys are the future checkout people at Target." <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, so they set up shop at the defunct Dreamland Theater, Mm -hmm. which is set to be demolished in three weeks. Yep. Um, Toby also has some, like, more dialogue where he's like, welcome to the House of Ushers, which I like. Yes, somebody has an English degree that wrote this. Whoever wrote this script has an English degree. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Um, there's also Alice in Wonderland references. There's, yes. Um. Like, I will use this degree, not goddamn you. I will use it. (laughs) Um, here we meet Dr. Menins? Menins? I can't pronounce his name. I don't know. It's this guy who owns a film memorabilia shop specializing in promotional gimmicks who we don't see at all. Nope. After this, he's just he's just comes in and is like, back in my day, we had real movie experiences, not these fancy. He's the fucking flexes. guy who owns the magic shop and Are You Afraid of the Dark? And just like rolls up in town and looks like there for a few episodes and gone. What the fuck is that guy's name? Vardo? No, not Vardo. I don't want to say Sartain, but that's another horrible character. <laughs> anyway, you guys know what I'm talking about. That's who he is. Yeah. Um, but he is here for gimmicks for the films that they're going to show for this f- 
Film Festival, which we actually get in the film. There are three yes. short films within this film that were actually directed by the writer. Um, oh, Alan cool. Hornsby, um, because he was actually going to be the director of this film until he got pulled and replaced with Mark Carrier. Hmm. So, um, but we get three films. We get Mosquito, which is a 3D film with, you guessed it, a giant mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> the attack of the amazing electrified man, which uses shock scope, mm. which is electrical buzzers in your seats, which are definitely like I can't see that legally happening <laughs> for these days. Like I was just like, what sort of waiver did these people sign? Right. Yeah. Um. And then the stench, which uses odorama. Um. Ugh. Fun fact. This is an homage to William Castle, who made classics such as The House on Haunted Hill and The Tingler. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, like, that just sounds like... Like, <laughs> 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 you can't say it. <laughs> and he loved gimmicks, so, like, at the original showings of uh, House on Haunted Hill, there would actually be, like, a giant glowing skeleton that would, like, swoop into the audience, which I Hell would, yeah. like, love that shit. Like, let's bring this shit back. For real? <laughs> you can barely nowadays get an audience in a theater that's, like, actively yeah. engaged in the film? Like, give me that and also giant mosquitoes. <laughs> I don't even care if it relates to the film. I just want giant mosquitoes <laughs> in the theater. <laughs> we'll get to more giant mosquitoes later. He, the giant mosquito is like the true star of this film. Yes, it is. And it's inspired our next episode. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. So as they're going through all this, like all the gags and stuff, they find a short film called The Possessor. Um, at this point, this movie briefly becomes like censor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's like an art house snuff film. It's just like mm -hmm. a lot of close ups of like an eye and like this dude like stabbing people. Um, the professor then tells his students like, I kind of sort of maybe was in an acid film cult back in the day. <laughs> and, and this was, I knew the guy who directed this and his name was Lanyard Gates. Yeah. And he killed his own family while shooting the final scene of the film we just watched and then set the theater on fire, trapping the audience inside. And this was all probably because he was named Lanyard. <laughs> Undoubtedly, like, how did you land on the name? How did you land on the name Lanyard? Um, like, there's an actual name Landon that's like right there, but you went the extra mile to Lanyard. Like, you just you were you were at like I don't know like a theme park and saw the lanyards and we're like that that's that's what i'm gonna name my or you're chef. in like a post-birth haze and the nurse lane leans over and has yeah. their badge and they're like lanyard give me lanyard and they think you, you mean the baby yeah. but like you know <laughs> and they scribble it on the first <laughs> lanyard <laughs> um before we move on it cannot be skipped over that in this ridiculous montage of them setting up the theater, um, 
set to reggae music, which again, like, once I figured out it was filmed in Jamaica, I was like, oh, it makes sense now. But at first I was like, why? Why did they go with this genre? I mean, it's okay. I like it. I, I dig it. But like, it I was, was just like, the 90s was a weird time. <laughs> Um, but it cannot be skipped over that they find the coolest fucking clock in those trucks. Yes! I was like, where do I get this thing, dude? <laughs> yeah, okay, so it is like a skull clock that, like, on the hour will be like, hey, it's time to get scared! <laughs> I mean, it's so bad. <laughs> like... It also like pushes out blood. Yeah, like, it's got like a heart, like uh, like, and I don't. It was like an anatomical heart. It was not like a Valentine's yeah. heart, and it like pff, like squirts blood. Out the I, it's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, I need it. You same listeners. If any of you have one, we will pay a large sum of funds to take it off your hands. <laughs> Um, so Maggie trying to figure out why she's dreaming about some dude's acid-fueled art project from, like, years ago. Yeah. Comes home and asks her mom about Lanyard, who promptly <laughs> is like, I got some plane tickets and we're leaving. Yeah, and Maggie's <laughs> not like, huh, this is odd. Like, she's like, no, I need to work on my script. I'd be yeah, like, what are you talking like, about? Yeah, she's like, no, I need to finish my art. It's bedtime now. Yeah. Um, Susan gets another prank call where the caller, like, brushes up her Dante knowledge and tells her that the Ninth Circle is for people who are traitors. Mm -hmm. And then tells her to go to the theater and bring her gun? Which seems like an odd thing to request if you're planning on killing somebody but i guess if yeah. you have the power to fling letters from a marquee sign <laughs> mundane ballistics are the least of your concerns although like several points in this movie now that i know it was filmed in jamaica that's why there's not that many guns but i was like this is america there'd be so many so much shooting would be happening during this film and like there's no guns at all none um, so it is festival night, and honestly, like, this is part of the reason why I really enjoyed this movie, is that, that this shit just looks so much fun. I know. Everyone's in costumes and masks. Like, I would just, I would have such a good time here. I was like, I uh, need to, like, get rich, buy a theater, and just, like, oh shit like this all the time. That'd be so cool. Yeah, if I, like, win the lottery, yeah. or, like... I don't know, somehow stumble into money. Right. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is time for science fiction triple feature. Yeah. Oh, did you, do you get that reference? No. Have you ever seen Rocky Horror Picture Show? No. Never. I know. I've never seen Rocky Horror. I've never seen Star Wars, which people are like, what? Yeah, I don't know why I never saw it. I just never did. It must be my parents don't like it, of course. So. Like, I don't. Rocky Horror is, like, one of those times where I'm, like, not sure why my parents, like, really <clears throat> didn't put two and two together that I'm <laughs> queer. Because, yeah. like, they were like, oh, Brittany, like, I remember when Rocky Horror came out, it was so much fun to go to the theater. We're really glad you're into it. And I was uh -huh. just like. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm really interested in this. <laughs> I'm, I'm really interested in this. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, 
You should watch Rocky. I will at some point. At some point, they'll remake it, and I'll see the remake, and then I'll have to watch the original. But, yeah, eventually I'll get to it. I feel like I know so much about it that I've essentially seen it. (laughs) Same thing with Star Wars, but, yeah, eventually I'll watch it. Well, you need to you need to have the experience. Go to yeah, a- I need to actually go to one, which, like, yeah. you know, as this pandemic wears on, being someone who's severely immunocompromised, I'm never going to be yeah. around humans ever again, apparently. So, <laughs> The world sucks. Yeah, um, I'm going to have so to, like, I- go to see Scream. I'm going to have to take leave from my job to go to the theater in the middle of the day when no one else is there to go see Scream or not see it. That sucks. Yeah. Get your fucking vaccines. It's too late now, yeah. Yeah. Um, So Maggie is working the ticket counter when Mark arrives with a girl named Joy Mm -hmm. and... Then a dude with some wispy blonde hair comes up and gets a ticket and calls her Sarah. Sarah! (laughs) The whole time I'm like, Sydney, I mean Sarah. Yeah. Um, so she, like, runs inside, finds Toby, and tells her that she thinks she saw Lanyard Gates and that he's come back to like finish his film and at this point she actually says this would make a great movie because like this is just scream but for a different era of cinema it's like yeah it's like scream for like creature features Mm. and like horror of like the 60s maybe that's why it didn't do so well because it's a little bit like, Scream is slightly ahead of its time, right. and a lot of movies owe a lot of shit to Scream, which apparently owes some stuff to this movie, but this movie's like, <laughs> it's too late. It's like 20 years too late. <laughs> yeah, like, if it had come out in the 80s, maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just, like, a little too late, but I still really enjoy it. Um, But, yeah, so our festival starts and we have our first movie which is mosquito exclamation point um and the professor is preparing the gag which is the giant mosquito Mm -hmm. which is my the favorite but i honestly i enjoyed this short film a lot yeah i enjoyed the mosquito like puncturing through the car and like sucking the life out of yeah i was like death by proboscis (laughs) (laughs) and it's just like a really good parody of creature films like down to them being like we should use the a-ball Yeah, and then the actress at the end says, do you know how many species of insect there are in this world? Humanity's gonna have to be (laughs) hypervigilant. There are actually, like, some of my favorite lines, like, come from this little short. Like, there's this one scene where, like, (laughs) he's like, so is there a Mr. So-and-so? And And she's like, no, not yet. And then turns to him and is like, is there a Mrs. So-and-so? And the guy is like... (laughs) Yeah, she lives in Kansas, bakes apple pie, and I call her Ma. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, ah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Also, yeah. Also, at one point, they like 
cr- all of them crouch in the corner and start praying, and that makes the mosquito go away. I was like, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> White people of the time were interesting. Still are, but um, these people are, are. A+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good parody. Um, yeah. So the professor releases the mosquito to, like, swoop over the audience, but a mysterious figure appears on the catwalks behind him with a controller to control his controller. (laughs) (laughs) Controllerception. Controllerception. I'm not really sure how that works, but then the mosquito changes course and is headed directly towards the professor. Yeah. um, Where... (laughs) At a very high velocity, apparently, because it then punctures, like, entirely through the professor to kill him. Yeah. Um, and it's all synced up with the movie, and I think it's really well done. Like, yeah. I just think it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you all, you have, like, the, the movie still playing while the body's being dragged away. Like, yeah. a lot of it, like... It does remind me of Scream or, Mm -hmm. like, it reminds me of just any Kevin Williamson movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the scene in, uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer when, like, he's in the balcony getting killed. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, exactly like that. Maybe, maybe this is Kevin Williamson's possessor. What, what's gonna happen to us? Anyway. (laughs) You know what? Um, If Kevin designed it, I don't care what happens to me. (laughs) I turn my fate over to you, Kevin Williamson. (laughs) Um, so then we, like, cut to a lab where a person is making a a mask of the professor's face. Yes. We just get that for a little bit. Yes. Um, Tina, who I honestly thought was Maggie, like, I thought, like, the whole movie, I was like, are these the same people? But they're not. They just look very, very similar. They do. Same haircut. Yeah, and they... Which is honestly like Courtney Cox's haircut in Scream 3. Yes, less wispy. Yeah, the bangs are a little bit better, but it's not dissimilar, yeah. Um, but she goes up to find Professor, who she's been fucking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she gets murdered after she kisses off the Professor, and quotes face to reveal our badly burnt killer like dude he looks like a buffy villain (laughs) underneath (laughs) (laughs) he's all like melted flesh and toothpicks (laughs) bad yeah Um. and like later yeah we'll talk about the face later some more um but yeah it's it's definitely um very much like like villain of the week buffy Mm -hmm. um yeah um then like maggie and mark go up to like find tina or the professor or somebody but like they then believe a very like poorly disguised tina or like the killer's just like holding (laughs) tina like hey yeah and the boyfriend goes tina should start eating better she looks like shit Uh, um also like i can't remember like when this happens i think it's like shortly after this because like mark is like okay i'm gonna go back and sit with 
my date who I brought who isn't you. Maggie. And also is like the worst bitch on earth. Like, where did he get her? Oh, she sucks. <laughs> she does. Um, she's already sitting with another dude. Yeah. And then, like, we get a really cool, like, shot of him getting punched, which I like. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, the, the, the other dude is just like, eat shit. <laughs> Yeah, and then he repeats it. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I just wanted to point out that it's a really cool shot of the punch. Yeah. Um, so, Bud, our next film student victim, um, is up in the balcony. Mm-hmm. And he is shocking people for the electrified man, which I honestly don't remember much of that short film. It wasn't as funny as the No, one, the first opinion. one's really good. And then the other two take up too much of the movie. Like it right. ends up being, but they had to make it to 90 minutes. So I understand. But Jake was like, dude, uh, somebody could have a pacemaker. Like this is probably not a great idea to be shocking no, people. And I was like, but... the 90s is a different time. <laughs> yeah, but Bud is up there and like saying stuff like like attention hemorrhoid sufferers and <laughs> you, you've won the ted bundy award to yourself <laughs> yeah like it was just like okay whatever dude yeah um killer now disguised as tina comes up and ties bud's uh wheelchair into like a makeshift electric chair yeah um but not before Bud reveals that he has some kinks, because he's like, "Oh, ho. I, like I, I have, I, I have a cue, cue in five minutes." But uh, <laughs> I actually kinky. like. It's funny because this movie has like two separate portrayals of disability. Um, but this particular one is like the person, the wheelchair user has absolutely no bearing whatsoever on their character arc or the story. They just happen to be in a wheelchair. Yeah. And they're fully, like, a part of the group, and, you know, we never see anything. And And they have a sexuality and, like, you know, all these things. So that's good. And then it's also... So it pivots so quickly between, like, here's what a disabled person actually is like. And then it's like, but also disfigurement is evil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it really does. Um, Because I was, like, I think that this is, like... A good disabled character as well. Yeah. Because, like, it really, like, you never have any, like, uncomfortable jokes made. Nope. It's, like, it's, they're just part of the group. Yeah, when I saw him, I was like, oh, no, it's going to be the Franklin of this movie. <laughs> but they did not go Texas Chainsaw on me, so thank God. They did not. No, they did not. Um, but, unfortunately... Um, but is not long for this world because he gets electrocuted, causing the theater to lose power. Mm-hmm. But then somebody gets on like a loudspeaker, yeah, like uses electricity, right? And is like, bring out the band who are definitely using electrical instruments. <laughs> like, fuck continuity or even basic logic. Like, <laughs> it's a black light concert i don't know because i mean they're up there with their electric bases and they're good don't think about it why would you even bother (laughs) so maggie finds bud Mm -hmm. and then runs away in needless (laughs) slow-mo yeah 
now and then I fall apart. <laughs> there's there's something in there about the face falling apart, but I'm I'm, I'm we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> um. But this is to let us know that, like, I don't know, her memory's been triggered, and now she remembers everything. Like, she's not Maggie. She's Sarah. Mom's not mom. That's my Aunt Susan, who shot my dad because my dad was going to kill me. (laughs) It's all coming. (laughs) It's all coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, you should have written a full parody song. You're gonna have to do that. We'll release it exclusively on Patreon. <laughs> oh my god! Is this also the part where she's like, someone? I think it's her. Says like, we need to finish the film. And I was like, yeah. Hashtag finish the film. Grave Encounters two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have that in my notes as well because it's like Grave Encounters. Yeah. Um, perhaps we've stumbled upon an influential piece of horror media. That I no think we did, about. yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, she tells all of this to Toby. Yeah. Um, and Toby is like, hey, like, like, come here let's let's go in the basement um where she's like okay <laughs> and he's and he's also he says something creepy like down the rabbit hole into wonderland <laughs> like i mean to be fair like i don't know if it were me if i were maggie slash sarah if i would be afraid of my gay ta <laughs> like i don't know if it would cross my mind to be like maybe i shouldn't go in the basement with toby <laughs> Um, yeah, she, she gets, uh, she goes in the basement where she gets Billy Loomis. Yeah. But Toby, honestly, is really more of a Randy. I don't know what this person is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no sexy finger licking here. Um, but it is no. the, like, oh, you thought I was one thing, but no. Right. I'm the killer. Toby yeah. is our killer. And he reveals his, like, long, drawn-out backstory in a very long monologue, very much akin to Billy Loomis. The only thing um, of which you need to know is that he has a collection of faces, and he can basically become anyone, but chooses to remain Toby? <laughs> like, if I could become anyone, no offense to Toby, that's not the one I would land on. <laughs> so the face you would choose? No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, he was badly burned in, like, Sarah slash Maggie's dad's, like, family murder breakdown in the theater. Yeah. Um, because he was attending the showing because his mother was part of Lanyard's film cult. Um... Oh, this is convoluted. Like, can you imagine the writer's room and they have, like, a thousand post-its on the wall? They're like, okay, how are we going to connect Lanyard to Sarah? (laughs) Go! And they just start, like, moving shit around. (laughs) It has very loose connective tissue. It it is. um, Much, much like Toby's face. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oi! 
he he blames Maggie and Susan for all this and plans to get revenge yeah. by reenacting the final scene with a mummy-wrapped Susan. <laughs> and she's got, like, and one arm she, straight. <laughs> yeah, because she's, like, he, like, duct-taped the gun onto her arm. Like, <laughs> I don't even think I realized that. I was just like, why is she in, like, dancer's pose? <laughs> like, <laughs> I expected him to, like, go over and, like, start twirling with her when they go up on stage. (laughs) I mean, he does do some dancing on stage, but not with Susan. Um, Or Suzanne. Susan, Suzanne. I don't remember. Um, And killing Maggie. If he he kills Maggie, like, this is gonna somehow make everything better? And she's like, I was just a kid there. Like, I, what do I have to do with this? You were a kid, I was a kid. And he's like, yeah, and now you have a good face and I don't, so it's time to die. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, and um, I want to say that the actor here is, like, given his all in this performance yeah. And, um, also that whoever decided to do, like, special effects makeup, like, really didn't think about how they had his, his, his mouth because it's, like, for a puckery. For the soul monologue. <laughs> it just kind of sounds like this. He's doing his best, but it's really he's got a he's got some uh, hoops to jump through. Here. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh my god! And like, why are they connected with toothpicks? That like they have literally like yeah. <laughs> are they supposed to be tendons that are exposed because they're literal tooth like they're toothpicks. He yeah. puts on his chin. He puts on his nose. Does nothing to the mouth, but is just like, and now I'm ready for my performance. I was like, why are those the two parts of the face that you put on? I don't get that. Gotta put on my skin mask. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's gonna like reenact what happened in the film we saw earlier. Yeah. Uh, and that's gonna somehow make his life better. Um... But not before he urinates on and then kills another student named Leon, who, yes, I haven't mentioned before now, because they really don't have anything to do with the plot. No, um, and every time he showed up in his wig, first of all, doesn't he say at the beginning he looks like a popsicle <laughs> or he, something like he's that? He's like, I look like a fucking snow cone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also he looks like Beetlejuice. Yet another like influence there. I don't know what year Beetlejuice came out. After I this, know. I'm assuming. I, 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 no. Um, but, um, yeah. So he urinates on Leon while dressed as Leon. What a power move. Like, god damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dress up as my boss and pee on her the next time she makes <laughs> No, obviously not. <laughs> um, but then he kills Leon and then returns to the booth where Joni, who again is another character who really doesn't play into this movie a lot. Okay, is Joni... Joni's not the blonde one. Is Joni the blonde Joni, one? Joni is the blonde one. The only reason they have her in here is because she's like an average weight person. 
But they, of course, she has no bearing on the film, but they do give her a specific scene in which she goes to order food and the other character fat shames her. And it's like, she's very average weight looking. Like, why do they keep picking these average weight women and then being like, you can only have popcorn if there's no butter on it with a diet Pepsi. Fuck off. Yeah, no. Um, I... Did not like the fat shaming that happened in this film. No. Also a callback to Scream 2, because she goes, gets up and goes order popcorn with no butter on it. Jada Pinkett. This is Kevin Williamson's possessor. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're gonna like we're gonna go to bed tonight and Kevin Williamson's gonna be there with his head on a table like Howdy! <laughs> Kevin, is that you? <laughs> Do you like this Bonnie Tyler <laughs> video? Ah, ah. Oh, shit. Um, thanks for watching my first film. Nobody knows about it. It's called Popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. Uh, anyway, um, so... Tony gets back in the booth where Joni is there, and she confesses her love to Toby. Yes. Or, uh, for Toby to Leon, quote-unquote. And this really fucks with Toby. He's like, what? You love me? Yep. And then she just, like, freaks the fuck out and runs. Is like, I, have, I, gotta, I gotta do stuff. I got people to kill. I've spent all my life invested in this revenge fantasy. I can't do love right now. Yeah, doesn't she ask him for something? He's like, I got other problems to deal with. And then he runs away. <laughs> oh, that's relatable. Yeah. Um. So Mark, who I don't know what he was doing this whole time, but he decided to go to Toby's apartment where there's a very cranky landlord who's evicting him from his serial killer lair yeah. and complaining about the fact that he's like, yeah, he had skulls in the, <laughs> in the fridge. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't call the cops, but I'm going to evict his ass. And he's like, I'm an actor. <laughs> he's like, you're making a film. I'm an actor. You want to go to lunch? <laughs> what a tonal um, shift. <laughs> Yeah, um, at this point, Mark's like, huh, my girlfriend, who I've actually kind of been a shithead to this whole movie, might yeah. be in trouble, better go save her, um, and he goes back to the building where he scales it very dramatically, and it takes Yeah, and really Jake made a good point, he was like, so if you think your significant other is in deadly danger... Um, I don't think you wouldn't break the glass here. Like, it's a glass door. I think you probably would throw a rock through it to get in and not be like, yeah. let me Spider-Man this shit real quick. <laughs> I'm like, get on in here. <laughs> He's got, like, his hero moment or whatever. But I was like, yeah, that's a good point. And also, they're going to demolish this building. Like, nobody's going to be mad right. <laughs> if you break the door. Yeah. Um, cut back to Toby, who is having his actor moment. Oh, yeah. Like, he comes down and, like, he switches this, like, the stench movie to the possessor. And everyone starts booing it because they're like, what's this art house trash? I didn't come here for a fucking, like, Lynch film. What is this? Yeah. And, um, Toby is like walking down like boo i hate this movie 
he's camping at his all here. He's having a fun time. Oh, yeah. Um, about to commit some murder. Mm. Um, is this before the- or after he straps Maggie into, like, the dress and he says, and you thought Iron Maiden was a heavy metal band? <laughs> that oh my god yeah he just like mutters it while he's buttoning up the bag (laughs) what the fuck um i don't know i know that like she is in a metal dress on stage okay yeah but that is fucking hilarious yeah i was like this person is trying to be like i am cool kids (laughs) i know um but um so he gets on stage and is like has this whole dramatic speech and is like, should we kill her to the audience? And the audience is like, yeah! Which is also very Scream 2, 2 where she's getting murdered and they're like, we stab, kill, kill! Yeah! No, yeah, like, yeah. again! Yeah. Again. But I have expected him to come out and be like, once more into the breach, dear friends! <laughs> like, have a Shakespeare moment. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but somehow, like, we cut back to Mark, who is still climbing the building, but he, like, then finally manages to, like, get into the building, and then uses his belt to, like, Cowabunga that shit. Yeah, like, go down the zip line with- yeah. That the mosquito was on yeah. to swing across cr- to swing across the stage, which causes the mosquito to unlatch and swing across the stage and kill Toby. And yeah. uh, the second mosquito death, yeah, in this film, mosquito death, the mosquito of the true killer here. Yes, it is. Uh, but the crowd like fucking goes wild. And then we just, like, abruptly cut to Mark and Maggie outside of the theater. Like, yeah. I love you. You were like Indiana Jones, Mark. Ugh. Yeah, the very last line of the movie, they have this very short conversation. Then she just goes, would you hold me? <laughs> and then they embrace. And then credits. Roll credits. Roll credits. <laughs> Spooky reggae plays. I was gonna ask you if you know what the end credits song is. I don't know. I okay. don't know, but I liked I liked it. It's just like one love. No. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have money for one love. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. That's it. Um so what are your what are your thoughts on this one like overall? I liked it. I would definitely watch it again. Um, and Jake again made a good point that it would be much better like <laughs> if we got it from our local video store <laughs> from the Kevin Williamson burned CD because it was like the quality on YouTube is obviously not great, and so sometimes oh, it's like hard the quality to hear of the burned. <laughs> <laughs> You need to tell me that Kevin Williamson did not upload the 4K HD version of this movie (laughs) onto the disc that he sent out across America. (laughs) I really, there is like a a little bit of me that hopes this like sparks like some weird conspiracy about Kevin Williamson having made this movie. (laughs) Oh! Like, yeah. in my heart of hearts. Right. Um, 
but what the I actually really didn't get to see the end of the movie until I watched it the second time on YouTube because mm-hmm. the DVD that we had just started like glitching, like oh, God. freezing and like skipping oh, dear. forward. Kev which, he fucked up. <laughs> which has happened before um with movies um from Black Lodge. I don't think they are cared for in the most um <laughs> you know, kind manner, gentle manner. And they're also, like, they give them to you and honest to God, it's just, like, a cardboard, like, square pouch. So... Yeah, well, as someone who is also in the media lending business (laughs) of a sort, (laughs) shit comes back in conditions that you are like, how? How are the pages stuck together? Or, like, you really put a used condom in here and then put it in the book drop. That's happened. Movies are especially scary what? because, oh, sure, yeah, poop is on stuff. You have to, like, do returns with gloves because there's things in them. But uh, DVDs are actually, like, extra scary because roaches can get, like, inside of the case, but then they can't get out. So when you return a DVD to the library and, like, we're checking it back into our circulation system... Um, We always open it, of course, to make sure you've actually returned the DVD and not just the case, because a lot of the times people forget. Um, And you have to, like, open it away from you, because the roaches just, like, skitter. Like, as soon as you open it, they're like, we're free! (laughs) So you have to open the DVDs away from you. (laughs) Yes. As someone who has, like, developed a very strange relationship with roaches (laughs) over the past several months, yeah, I don't know how I would... If I don't know if I could do that, I would just be like, nope, like. Yeah, when you work in libraries, you develop a tolerance for a variety of bodily fluids and also insects. But don't worry, if you do check out DVDs or CDs or anything like that from your library, we do sanitize them before we put them back. So we just they're, wipe them off and then. They're roach free. They are probably roach free, yes. Although I. Do not recommend. I do recommend you check books out from the library. Don't put them in your bed unless you know for a fact that you're the first person that has checked that thing out. Because you just don't know. Especially if it's like an erotica. You know what people are doing with those books. (laughs) So uh, that's one-handed reading. So I don't think I would have that anywhere near me, personally. I'd e-book that. Um, so, yeah, I had a fun time with popcorn. Yeah. Um, I was actually, like, really excited to talk about this one on the podcast because it's just, like, it's a really fun movie. I think so. Yeah, I definitely would recommend that people watch it if they had not seen it. I'm glad that you found it by way of Kevin Williamson (laughs) burned disc because I don't think I ever would have stumbled on it, probably. No. I've not seen it on any lists of, like, proto... gems. No. Like, and, like, I've... You know, I've Googled it, and there are some, like, Reddit discussions about, okay. like, how there are some similarities with, like, Popcorn and Scream. Yeah. Because, um, like, they really are there. Like, it has a very mm-hmm. similar feel, except I would say that Scream, the original Scream, is a little more clever. <laughs> yeah, and obviously had more money and, you know, yeah, all of that stuff. I did not recognize or pay attention to, like, the studio that put this movie out, but I would imagine it was not Miramax. <laughs> so or not honestly, on par with Miramax. I honestly feel like I 
like it was like movie partners or something. Yeah, it was something like that. Like, yeah, because I remember like I remember watching it the second time and I was like, oh yeah, that studio has a lot of money. Yeah, I did see it was not direct to video because like no, there it, there was it, a it, critical it, response, so like yeah. people did see it. I guess it got a really bad critical response, and I really don't know why, honestly, other than like you know just the natural bias toward horror it might have just been a little too early for like the self-referential bit yeah I, I it might be that because like it really i mean it it was not a commercial success yeah um and like but like following it like it got a cult following mm-hmm. so yeah and that's well, if you sign up for our Patreon cult. today, we will send you the burn disc of this film. <laughs> Just kidding. We, we don't have a Patreon. But I would totally put in the time and energy to burn, do a burn disc <laughs> and mail these to people. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun movie. Yeah. Um, I'm curious what it has inspired for our next episode. Oh, we got to rate it first and then I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. So Jacob requested that we rate it out of latex faces. <laughs> Oh, damn it. I was going to want to, I wanted to rate it out of giant mosquitoes, but we can't. Well, next week, I think we'll be more apt to rating it out of giant mosquitoes. So hold that thought. Hold that thought. Okay. um, I'm going to give it a 6.5. 6.5 latex. Yeah, I think I'll give it like a 5. But I would rate it, I think if I watched it again, I would rate it higher. And I think if I, like, saw it in a clear, you know, like, the, it was clearer, mm-hmm. the quality was clearer. But I, I, despite it not being a super high rating from me, I think I probably will watch it again. So I think rewatchability yeah. factor is definitely there. It's, it's definitely, like, I think I rated it higher than I would have the first time because I watched it again and I was like, oh... I'll probably watch this again at some point, too, like, after my second film, which is something I can't say for a lot of the movies that I have watched for this podcast, (laughs) and that I watch in, like, my just spare time. Right. Um, we... Daniel and I watched a movie recently called The Sand about cannibalistic, well, not cannibalistic, but carnivorous sand. Not sandworms, not tremors, but the sand itself. The sand itself. <laughs> okay. So, oh, that would make a great, like, so that would make bad. a great Goosebumps story. Because, you know, kids play with kinetic sand. <laughs> like, what if okay, it possess like- kinetic sand? Yeah, like, it would have made a good short film, but it was, like, an hour and a half. <laughs> so it's an hour and 15 minutes too long. <laughs> yeah. Did you also um, find that one from Black Lodge? No, this one um, is my second favorite place to find shitty films. Tubi. Tubi! <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. It came from Tubi. Love it. All right, so what are we doing? Okay, so next week, or I don't know when we're going to do this again. We may or may not be on a regular schedule. It depends. Yeah. It may be sporadic, so just keep us in your feed, and when you see something from us, you see something from us. <laughs> we'll see. So We're going to, like, I'll try to do, yeah. like, every two weeks, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll do it when we can do it, and that's fine. Um, but next time, we're going to be doing... 
none other than 1995's The Mosquito, in which the synopsis says that human-sized mosquitoes descend from outer space and proceed to kill people on a military installation. (laughs) And it is starring the one and only Leatherface himself, Gunnar Hansen. So we'll see (laughs) see how it is. Um, But yeah, that's that's what we're going to watch next. All right, so your homework for next time is to watch The Mosquito. Mosquitoes? Mosquito? The Mosquito. The Mosquito. Although it apparently involves several mosquitoes, so okay, it's a misnomer. Um, yeah, it was like, it sounds like there is more than one mosquito involved here. Yeah. Um, but watch that for next time. Um follow us on instagram i'm gonna try to be a little more active there i kind of had to take a break like i said because like i just wasn't funny for a little bit (laughs) Um, (laughs) shit happens life happens life is life can get get a little rough sometimes um and uh as always remember slaughter is the best medicine and stay spooky my friends Bye. Turn around. No. <laughs> Every now and then. <laughs> uh, uh, that was fun. That was a really fun episode. I'm going to stop it now. Okay.